direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. job was mine. I've traveled the world in the lot of scene, but I never met a cow so far as the meanest strict night. Black cow would see me with a bucket and stool. Black cow's religion was a bovine rule. Before you give him milk, you gotta give him well. You get the idea and she did it well. Strict night. I'll try to take a milk and she take a little turn. That's just one of the many dances she loves. She started the rest and dust that door. Kick that bucket and away she goes. Strip nine. At other times she made me think she'd changed her way. While all the while devising evil plans as she grazed. With the speed of an arrow and cat-like grace, she'd whip that tail across my face. Strip She let milk at your side Almost down to tripping the tide But just when I saw I had her tame That cow would remind me Why she named Strip Nine I think I learned a lot about Hard work and what is not in I think I learned about What my daddy calls character When I left home for my first job there The old cows jump and die Mysteriously hmm. Her daddy had a cow named Strychnine And the evening milking job was mine I've traveled the world as a lot of scene But I never met a cow so hard to mean and my lovely wife, Mary Kay Holt. Mary Kay, how are you? I am awesome. So glad to be doing this show today. Well, I'm glad to be doing this show, too, and that's a great song. I love Strict Nine. So, talented, talented lady. I'm lucky to have you on here with me, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> we have a fantastic show today. And uh, Tennessee is kind of getting like spring-like weather for the next few days. 
But it is a joy to have these guys join us. And the first guest on the show today will be Jesse and Noah Bellamy. And then in the second part of the show, we have our good friend, Miss Lacey J. Dalton, that's going to be joining us. So buckle up, get ready, take a big cup of coffee and sit back. And in just a moment, we'll be visiting with Jesse and Noe Bellamy today on Live from Nashville. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Jesse and Noah. It's one called Austin Keeps Me Weird. We'll be right back. Behind you like a fool To the bright lights of Austin Though I wasn't much for school A short five years later You drove back to Plano in tears I guess plain old Captain Sainer Just like Austin keeps me weird I stayed behind and adapted Folks here say I'm fitting in They don't sit around and judge me Playing games, guessing at my sense I spent the weekend in Dallas But Dallas doesn't roll with how I'm here In Dallas women make you crazy I know Austin keeps me weird Hey Rocky and Danny Said to tell you the medication's working out She's spending summer in New Braunfels catching Guest today on live from Nashville. We have got on the line with us 
Jesse and Noah Bellamy. How are y'all doing? Hey, good. Good to be here. Thank you for having us. Oh, good. Now, y'all are calling from two different places today. You've got Nashville <laughs> and also Crossville, correct? Um, actually, Cookville, or actually, technically, Cookville. Baxter. <laughs> I know Baxter. Awesome. I know Cookville. Yeah, yeah Baxter's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, ahead, you know, um, well, I was just, I have so enjoyed, you know, as we get ready to, to do this show, we have the honor of having your music play in our home. As you know, we pick out the songs and um, we get to do a little bit of research on y'all. And I'm very, very fascinated and just really love the variety that y'all are able to get in your sound. And um, I was reading a little uh, yeah. bit about your songwriting um, method, and you refer to it as, um, let me see if I can find where you wrote that, as the Lennon and McCarthy method. <laughs> I love that. So can you explain to our listeners what that means? Uh, well, we just, uh, that means we, we could take credit for each other's songs. It means you I saw a great I saw a great clip uh, last night of Webb Pierce and and he's talking about a song he wrote with Mel, more, uh, Merle Kilgore, and Webb goes yeah, uh, uh, Merle wrote it and uh, and I cut him in on it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Webb Pierce. That sounds like Webb Pierce. It does. So uh, uh, so I think yeah yeah it's it's more the maybe probably the, like the Webb Pierce Merle Kilgore method. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we because we, we, we don't we like we don't kind of we don't sit down and write together very often. It's more that uh, we write separately and then bring the stuff into the studio and then sort of bounce it off of each other and 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 kind of get it going. Yeah, well, I the, love <clears throat> just kind of tweaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, tweaking each other, each other's songs. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Whatever you're doing, keep it going. It's just so nice. It's, every song really does have its own distinct uh, feel. And um, so as a listener and as a fellow musician, I just love that. And I can hear the influences that um, that y'all bring into your music as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Can you tell us a little bit about your musical influences growing up? Um, well, I mean, we, we grew up around the, the country scene of, of the, you know, 80s and early 90s. And uh, so we got to be around a lot of a lot of the, the country artists of that that era. And, and well, and, and even the, the older actor, our grandparents who were, were uh, you know, huge fans of, of uh, 50s and 60s countries. So that was what we heard growing up a lot. Uh, and then, you know. As teenagers got into rock and roll and and grunge and alternative things that were going on, uh, you know, during that time, and um, just yeah, we just just love all sorts of music and and um, try and yeah, put it all together around something that we you know that we want to do. I was I was Have thinking you, a little bit earlier today. Uh, did you guys grow up in Florida, or where, where did you grow up? Yeah, mostly in Florida. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, what was that like bit, growing up with the? Yeah, what was that like growing up with the Bellamy Brothers around? Uh well, they weren't around. <laughs> they were <laughs> <on tour. laughs> 
<laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, they still, they still are, they, they still are on tour. They're, they're in Norway um, uh, right now. Um, about the, uh, they've been three weeks over there, I think, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so yeah, uh, so they were always that. We we grew up, you know, uh, with, uh, around our, our grandparents and our grandparents' music a lot, uh, and then you know we'd go out on the road sometimes in the summers as well. Um, uh, but we, you know, they were they were in and out a bunch. Uh, but you know, they had a nice recording studio. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> so did. we kind of got in there. We got we got in there early on and started trying to you know figure things out and, and started recording pretty pretty early on, experimenting. Oh, that's great. Well, I watched a few videos and I noticed that uh, your your dad David and and uh, Uncle Howard uh, did some recording with you on one of those videos. So how was that to record with those two guys? Uh, well, scheduling is <laughs> it's the biggest pain. A problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Gambler's Heart, right? Is that is that the one you're talking about? That was it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we uh, we had the track, and uh, uh, I just just said to them, they can come in and do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was you know it was uh, for our Neon Pike album initially, and then they put it on their um, uh, which album. I think it, it was on Over album. the Moon, right? Okay, the they moon. put it on their Over the Moon album. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was and, fun uh, watching you guys together. Yeah, yeah, that was a, it was a yeah, it was a cool um, cool thing to do. We we never got to play it, or we, so far we haven't gotten to play it live. Uh, so uh, that's one of the things I want to do at some point. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to get to a, another song real quickly, and and I absolutely love this song. This is called Lina Rose. Who is playing with you on this? Uh, this is uh, Lily May and Scarlett Rishi playing with us on this, playing uh, fiddle and mandolin. And uh, we kind of wrote this in, to like to get them because because. We've been jamming with them a little bit downtown, and we knew we wanted to like bring them into the studio on something. So we we had this and, and another country song that we sort of um, geared towards, you know, the idea of having them in, and and uh, it worked out and and turned out awesome. Well, it is a great, great song. Let's take a listen to Lina Rose and come back and talk more with Jesse and Noah today on live from Nashville. Caroline Rose 
how has the music scene changed over the last several years, guys? Give me a little of your input um, on how things are changing in Nashville. Um, there's there's a wave of of traditional stuff going on now that that wasn't wasn't happening when when we moved here. I mean, we've been we've been here. Uh, I've been here 20 years now, so <laughs> it's been, and it's changed. Got here when you were 10, last, huh? Like, yeah, got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah got exactly. Here got here. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I got here when I was like 20, 24, and I still thought I waited 10 years too late. <laughs> At that point, like, <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah. The, I mean, obviously, all of the the cities changed a lot. There's a lot of people moving in, and I live um, in the Music Row area now. Uh, and a lot of the uh, studios are getting knocked down and publishing houses are getting knocked down and, and condos going up. Uh, yeah. But then there's little places like Bobby, Bobby's Idol Hour. is There's a new version of, of Bobby's Idol Hour right between 16th and 17th on Grand. And uh, there's, you know, a, a neo-classic country scene going on there. Uh, you know, same at uh, the local... Um, uh, there's a really good, oh, Donnie Winters that was at uh, Douglas Corner for years. Of course, Douglas Corner is yeah. gone now. Uh, yeah. But Donnie's yeah. got a, a writer's Donnie's got a writer's night at the Villager in Hillsborough Village. Uh, it's a, a really cool thing now, and uh, I'm playing the row at Midtown a bunch, uh, just sort of sporadically, just randomly whenever they call me. And, yeah. Um, and that's you, well, know, you guys that's do Layla too uh, quite a bit, don't you? Layla's we do Layla's quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, we do Layla's. Um, and um, got a cool show coming up with Matt Axton. Uh, you, you know who Hoyt Axton is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, Hoyt's son, Matt. Uh, we're, we're doing okay. a show with him. Uh, it's a Glenn Campbell Museum coming up in March. Uh, and, and so that's something we're, we're looking forward to. Well, it was... To, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I was watching something the other day. Uh, I guess it was on Circle Television, and they were talking about landmarks. And and one of the landmarks, and I remember going back to the Station Inn back when I was in college at, at uh, David Lipscomb College, which is now Lipscomb University. But things have just grown up. You know, things have changed. Yeah. And uh, there's some places that are still staying, like the Station Inn, with all these big buildings around it. Um, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, like, right around the corner from the Station Inn. So, um, um, yeah, yeah, and and I'm in one of the older houses. But, you know, the the houses all around me are getting knocked down. and The tall skinnies are going up and everything. But I'm in one of the the older houses. At the moment. <laughs> I like that skinny. They, and, uh, do you like that tall, skinny Mary Kay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, my that's next tough. move. I just don't know. I just don't know about having the studio in there, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it things change, and I guess we have to get used to that. And you, you were kind of talking about the uh, music has changed somewhat, but it's kind of going back again where we have more traditional artists that are showing up. And performing as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. And yeah, you've got a you've got a younger generation of, of of people that are interested in 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 that um and that old stuff and uh, it's yeah it's happening here. Um, it is. It stuff is. like the Legion, the Hockey Talk Tuesdays is the Legion. Um. Um. 
like Bobby's Idol Hour, like I said, and um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good time. Robert, even D's, even D's sometimes. I mean, D's, D's uh, yeah, mix of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. We had um, we had uh, a potluck and picking getting together about two weeks ago, and uh, mm-hmm. of course Doug Green Ranger Doug with Riders in the Sky was there, and Donnie Winters and his wife were there, and Donnie was just wearing that oh, guitar okay. out. Yeah. Mary Kay, I mean he is such a talented guy. And uh, yeah, and just a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we had yeah, about yeah. I'm 20... glad to see his his Sunday night thing uh, coming back. It's, I'm I'm glad to see him him back on the scene and, and still on the scene. He's, he's yeah, been, uh, that is here for a long time. So that is yeah. great. Well, let's get to another song and uh, cool. tell me about Dream for Days. Uh, no. Oh. I guess I'll, yeah, since this is I'm I'm singing lead on this one, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly how I wrote it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, but I, remember I, did, you, I remember you had a different version of it. I told you to read. Well, that. yeah, I had it. That's right. I had a, I had a different set of lyrics totally uh, for it. Um, so yeah, rewrite it, but I but I get a. Uh, I, I a lot of people uh, make the comment they say it sounds kind of like a cross between Dire Straits and Tom Petty. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> because it's got uh, yeah it's got a certain kind of guitar thing going on and uh, you know a certain vocal thing going on. So. Well, it is another yeah. great song. It's uh, "Dream for Days" from Jesse and Noah, and we're going to come back and talk more with these guys on live from Nashville.
about your picture on my shelf It looks like you and me, we got along real nice I think I'll call you up and say I'm doing alright Too. Um, 
So, um, yeah, as soon as we can get something out. Right. So, um, so you, you have a lot of shows coming up, um, and everybody, can, can you tell our audience how to find your schedule, where to find your music? Uh, yeah, go to uh, com. find us on all the socials and all of that. We'll be mostly around around Tennessee in March. Um, uh, got something out in Dixon, got something out in Linden, and then... Uh, um, yeah, in Columbia. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. And... Um, uh, then stuff in Nashville and, and Franklin. The stuff with, with Matt uh, Axton, uh, that'll be mid-March. Uh, okay, Gary and I will need to definitely come out and hear you. Yeah, we're going to have to come out yeah, and see you yeah. guys. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah, guys are absolutely that great. That'd be a cool one, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. you guys Appreciate are absolutely great. And when you get your new album ready, please, please, please keep us yeah. in mind. And we'd love to have you guys come back again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go. I'll go ahead and send you. Uh, you know, go ahead and send you some some uh, some new stuff that that we're already floating around. So you can check that out. That will and um, that will be absolutely great. Yeah, maybe some other stuff you haven't heard yet too. So all right, that'd be so cool. Well, we're gonna go ahead and play the vision, and uh, this is the song, and it's from the video that our grandson made me watch five times that afternoon. So. <laughs> Be sure and check out the YouTube and look for the vision with Jesse and Noah. But you guys have been absolutely great. We look forward to having you back with us again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. Thank you. Thanks, right, guys. Thanks a lot. Everything. 
Appaloosa, he's still out there running around. Still wearing that old saddle with the shine all worn away. Now it's symbol of the freedom he gained that rainy day. The mare's still with him, running by his side. And they both get more graceful with the passing of the time. They've born in an offspring who will carry on. With a little bit of good luck, freedom is all they'll ever know. Tell me about the wild. country music world and one of the most unique voices that you can hear today and a good friend we're going to play a great song actually it's something that i need right now it's called black coffee and when we come back we're going to be talking with lacey j dalton today on live from nashville
Dalton Black Coffee, and I hope you're having your cup like I am mine right now. Do <laughs> you know what? I just I just uh, put a cup in the microwave. It's been uh, I made it about six o'clock this morning, and I thought, you know, I should probably have another cup of coffee before I do this. this you, you that know. song made me really want to have another cup of coffee. Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show. By the way, I'm glad I know somebody else that puts their coffee in the microwave to heat it back up because I do that all day long. <laughs> well, okay. I tell How are you, you doing, Lacey? Uh, uh, my purest friends really think that's a terrible thing. I am doing – I couldn't be better, except I'll tell you what. It is Alaska where I live. It is so cold. Really? We have had so much snow. I live – I don't know if you remember this, but I live up in the mountains above Reno, near yeah. the old town of Virginia City. Yeah. And we've had so much snow. I swear, I did not know that I was still capable of shoveling snow for four or five hours a day. But we oh, had wow. one snowstorm <laughs> after another, after another, after another. And we just, the other day, we had a break for about four or five days. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm so I'm so grateful because uh, we've had a 20-year drought out here. And so this yeah. water yeah. is so needed. It's so necessary. And it is such a huge blessing. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I have to tell you, I you know I think I probably look a little bit like Arnold right now because I <laughs> I've been shoveling uh, snow until <laughs> and the first snows were real wet and heavy and I thought mm, well mm-mm. it's nice to know that I can still do this. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you it's close to 70 in Nashville today. So. Oh, I don't even want to know. I, I'm getting yeah. it's really great because I'm getting ready to go down to Donna, Texas, on the Gulf Coast. To do oh, a show yeah. with my friend Ron Mosier down there, and uh, I am looking forward to going where the warm winds blow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it's so my funny, wife. Though, you know, I, do, do you do this, Carrie? Do you ever like dress for Nashville in like summer clothes and end up in Montana where it's like forty below? And you're in... Well, I, I always... haven't, but I have friends that do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have done. I have done it so many times. I look like old man Winter coming into the Houston airport. <laughs> oh like, gosh! What is wrong with that person? Yeah, yeah. How do you dress when you're moving across the country, especially this year? I mean, it just seems like oh. we've had the weirdest weather everywhere. So it's Mary very, Kay, my very... wife, is oh, is with us. Oh, with you today. Hey, she is, and hey she's there. co-hosting How are you the doing, show. Mary, I'm Mary Kay. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I started to say she's with, from Utah, from. and they have had they've had tons of snow out in Utah this winter. So you know, I went like to you. Brigham Young University. Welcome. Yeah, and it is, it, they have snow. They <laughs> you grew up in that, Mary Kay? No, actually, I grew up in Mississippi and Texas, but um, I 
I love Virginia City, and I've performed uh, quite a bit up in that area in Genoa. And uh, Piper's Opera House is one of my very favorite places to sing. So, I, don't yeah, worry. I, I think we fun. met when we were up in Washington. I think we were doing a cowboy poetry festival or something up there in Washington. Oh, is, where, is that where we met, Mary Kay, or did we meet in here in Nevada? I remember I hearing you sing and just thinking you had the sweetest voice. Oh, thank you. I am such a fan of yours. Um, and okay. I was trying to remember as well, I think it was in Washington, which is funny because I've only performed there, I think, maybe once or twice. <laughs> I don't but, get up there much either, but I really like it up there. It's so beautiful. Talk about Emerald, yeah. the Emerald City. It's, And I love the, 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 yeah. the beautiful glass blowing up there. The Dale Chihuly was the, this incredible glass artist who makes... I remember going into the uh, airport in Washington, and there were glass mastodons made of amber glass with these ivory glass tusks, and at their feet were these amber glass skulls with petroglyphs on them. And and it was yeah. life. Well, it wasn't as big as a mastodon, but certainly as big as an elephant. It was amazing. Wow. The glass blowing up there is just amazing. If you ever get up again, make sure you go to his studio and see I- I, he yeah, has had uh, sure. he's had several exhibits at Cheekwood here in Nashville, and has oh, been a I featured w- artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to go see it? Because it, I don't know how they transport that stuff around. Some of those pieces. I, I, I don't either. I, I don't either. But it's pretty <laughs> amazing. And when it's lighted at night, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> the, we, you know, those are the kinds of artists. I that that kind of art inspires me. It really does. You know, it's, a lot of it is based on nature, and, and, and it looks um, – I, I just saw – did you see the new Avatar movie? Have you had a chance to see that, or do you even like things like that? We like uh, Mary it. Mary Kay and her daughter it watch it all the time, so it's kind of like, okay, was... come sit down and watch this. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's not your cup oh, of tea, gosh. but is it is it not beautiful, the art? It is. So beautiful. It I is. just think it's it just so beautiful. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not even so worried about the plots of those things as I am at looking at the uh, incredible animation. It's amazing what we can do with recording and with animation. And I mean, now you don't even have to sing on key anymore. <laughs> you can, you, know, <laughs> you, you, can, you don't really have to know how to sing to sing. It's, I hate it's that. It's amazing I what they can that. do in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I hate that though. You know. Well, I, 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 Mary Kay just did a new song, and she said. Listen to this and see what you think needs to be fixed. And I said, it doesn't need to be fixed. Nothing is totally perfect every time. So, you know. Do you know, though, um, I did I did have some notes tweaked. And, and Lacey might understand, but the particular song he's talking about, and I can feel this in your music, too, Lacey, is that you just put so much emotion in it. And I didn't want to be held back by the technical of trying to worry about my pitch. It was a newer song for me. And I said, I'm just going to let it rip, boys, and we'll clean up the mess afterwards. And I think that's, um, you know, there are a couple of things fixed, but it freed me up to be able to just really perform the song. So, What is the name of that song? It's new. We'll, we'll have to send it to you. Um, and I actually didn't even write it. It's called um, Unbecoming. And so, yeah, wow. just, you know, love songwriting like you do. Um, but you're a master at it. I mean, a legend in songwriting. <laughs> well, you know, um, 
I I'm I'm re- I really do love to write. I wish I were a little more prolific. But I have to tell you, this uh, you know, uh, taking care of this ha- house up in the mountains, it's a lot. I mean, the outside <laughs> work alone. I mean, it wasn't so bad while I was married because there were two of us. But I'm up here yeah. alone with the dogs, and I have a couple disabled friends who live in another part of my house. It's a sort of a wow. separate part. And um, boy, I'm telling you, I, I look I look like Arnold. I could I could be Arnold's body double in the next Arnold picture. <laughs> 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 I'm so pleased uh, to to be able to still do that work, you know, because well, I didn't know well, I, whether I could or not, but I just kept at it and didn't die of a heart attack. So I guess I'm I guess mm-hmm. I'm okay for the time being. Although I tell you, every, we've had so many, we've had so many of the people we love in the business. Um, we've lost them so many recently. Yeah. Amen. I, you know, you just Amen. cannot take it. You cannot take anything for granted. You for know. Granted, no. Yes. No. Well, let's talk about a song that celebrated its 40th anniversary this past year in September. And that was the 40th anniversary of 16th Avenue. Does it (laughs) seem like it could possibly be 40 years, Lisa? Well, you know, I remember the old people when I was young used to say, oh, you know, just be better, you know, do your living now because when you get old, time just flies faster and faster. And I used to think that was so stupid. (laughs) <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I don't think that anymore. I always, no. I used to always think it was stupid for women to lie about their age. I thought, who cares? Why would you ever lie yeah. about your age? Now I understand, <laughs> because if you tell somebody what your age is, they immediately peg you in some slot that doesn't even work yeah. anymore, because people are living so much longer than than we used to live. I mean, they're even thinking yeah. of changing the uh, age where you can get Social Security. Uh, to 70, mm-hmm. which is actually, in a, in a way, is kind of a hopeful thing. I don't think it's the right thing to do because a lot of people at 60 or 65 are not as genetically uh, endowed as some of the rest of us, and they, they right. really right. are not able to work at that yeah. point, you know. And um, so I, you know, I don't agree with that, but I do agree that uh, that um, we should have Social Security. I think it's a really important for people. I never thought. I always thought I would give mine back. I always thought I won't take mine. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> the fact that the legend, the legend of Lacey J. Dalton, has not reached every corner of the earth is a great distress to me. <laughs> but I am very happy and very glad that I paid into that program and that I have it now. And um, I feel like. There are probably a lot of um, young people now who will find that they are very grateful to have it, and uh, and I'm very much against doing anything with those programs that we pay into. You know, the fact that the government squandered the money (laughs) and now doesn't know what to do with itself. That's you know that's uh, neither that sounds like a personal problem to me. I think we need to (laughs) we need to preserve those things. But as you know, I'm not outspoken at all about anything. No, 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 no. No, never. Not at all. Not at all. all. Hey, let's let's listen to 16th Avenue. And uh, Tom Shuler wrote this. Where is Tom now? Somebody told me he was living on an island or something. He does. He has absolutely nothing to do with the music business. You know, he who actually lived, he lived this song. When I met Tom, he was a carpenter. And my friend, Even Stevens, who wrote Black Coffee with his partner, Hillary Cantor, the song you just played, even right. it was a song that even wrote and and Hillary Cantor, 
and um, even had a studio called Evergreen, and and uh, Tom Schuyler was working in the studio as a carpenter, and he gave that song. Now, this is how I remember it. <laughs> even doesn't remember it this way, but even took that song to Billy Sherrill for me, and that's how okay. I got to do 16th Avenue. And that's a story I've been telling for like 30 years, and when I talked to even he says, well, I don't really remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, that just means that one of us is senile, even, and it's probably you. But anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. neither here nor there. But this song, uh, he started out as a carpenter, and then after 16th Avenue, he had a singing group called Skylar Noblock and Overstreet, and they had a string of hits. Then oh, yeah. he hated the road. He couldn't. He was so homesick for his wonderful wife and daughter. He was just homesick, and he was eating all this candy and stuff. He kind of blew up, and he said, "I can't really do this." So he got off the road, and he became, I believe, the president. I think it was of RCA Records. He was a vice president, and he was president. Later on, he became the president of the International Songwriters Association. So he lived that song from he lived being that song. a carpenter in somebody's studio to actually being one of the very, very fortunate ones to be enormously successful and respected in the music business. And now he has, he has absolutely lives on an island off Georgia or Alabama somewhere yeah. uh, and, and has nothing at all to do with the music business. I just talked with him a little while ago, and he is doing very well, but they had a tragedy in their family. They lost their beautiful daughter. Oh, uh, really? And, yeah, and uh, I, I, I think that had they were so very close. Uh, to that uh, child, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry to hear and that. her. Yes. yes, I was. I, it broke my heart. But, yes, she uh, was a sweet and, girl. Yes, yeah. and he, they are sweet people. Tom and Sarah are beautiful, beautiful people. I'm proud to know them. But anyway, that's the yeah. story behind 16th Avenue, and uh, the rest is history. And I was very, very humbled and grateful to be the one who got to sing this song. I thank you for playing it. Well, you're welcome. Let's take a listen to 16th Avenue. We're talking with Lacey J. Dalton today on Live from Nashville. From the corners of the country, from the cities and the farm, with the years and years of living tucked up underneath their arms. Walk away from everything just to see a dream come true. So God bless the boys who make the noise on 16th Avenue. With a million dollar spirit and an old flat top guitar, they drive to town with all they own in a hundred dollar car. One time someone told them about a friend of a friend they knew Who owns you no way studio on 16th Avenue Now some are born to money, they've never had to say survive And others swing a nine pound hammer just to stay alive White and black and blue They've all dialed a phone Collect a home In 16th Avenue Ah, 
But then one night in some empty room where no curtains ever hung, like a miracle, some golden words rolled off of someone's tongue. And after years of being nothing, they're all looking right at you. And then for a while you'll go in style on 16th Avenue. Oh, it looks so uneventful, so quiet and discreet. But a lot of lives were changed down on that little one-way street. They walk away from everything just to sing for me and you. So God bless the boy who made the noise on 16th Avenue. God bless all the girls who make the noise down on 16th Avenue. From the corners of the country, from the cities and the farms, with the years and years of living tucked up underneath there was 16th Avenue with Lacey J. Dalton, who is our special guest today on Live in Nashville. And, uh, you know, Lacey, you received a big award, a Lifetime Achievement Award in October when you were back in Nashville with the Dove Awards. And, Josie. Uh, so can you tell us Josie. a little bit about that? Oh, the Josie well, Award. That was, Why um, was I Josie. Dove? <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably not holy enough for the for the Dove Awards, <laughs> but the Josie Awards it was such a wonderful surprise. We were going back to the Grand Ole Opry to celebrate the 40th anniversary yeah. of Everybody Makes Mistakes and which uh, and 16th Avenue, and um, because we were back there, uh, the Josie Awards, Josie and her team surprised me. I was utterly completely surprised because since I've been an independent artist um I you know a lot of people think I've deceased and have been for 30 years I mean people like they do not know uh, that uh that, that I'm alive because uh, unlike some great independent artists I am just awful with social media I mean I just I don't know what's wrong with me. I I'm alien we aliens cannot sit in front of a computer without going crazy <laughs> after after 30 minutes. But anyway, um, the uh, so a lot of people don't know that they don't know the independent work that I've done, which has been actually I've had some good honors with with being an independent artist and writing my own things for many many years. Because now I get to say exactly what I want to say to people. I don't Amen. have to filter it. I don't have to filter it. I can say I can sing the truth. And that is why I sing. I sing because yeah. it's. I was born to do this. It was a. It was. It is a calling. You know. It. It is. Uh, and it, when I got in Nashville, I have to say. Anyway, the Josies. Uh, to answer your question and not go on and on as I want to do. Um, uh, it was a wonderful surprise, and I was so honored. I was so wow. honored, and they were so kind to me and so respectful. And this far down the road, it is, I tell you, something like that is really touching. It's much yeah. more touching than the ordinary awards you might get from a business because it's for yeah. your independent work. 
It's yeah, the yeah. work that maybe doesn't have the big record companies behind it. You don't have the promotion. You wonder if anybody even hears it. And I know, you know, I know that uh, there are so many of us out here, independent artists, and to be singled out for an award like that and have it be a complete surprise. Um, I just, I really, it was a very humbling, and I was so grateful. And I'm so grateful to those gracious people at the Josie Awards and to the folks who voted to make that happen. Um, it really it really did mean, it was a very meaningful award for me. It really made me feel uh, at least someone heard what I was doing, you know. And it's, when we do this, we we don't do it really for money uh, those of us who do it as a calling it's not it's not yeah. about the money it's not even about you know being on tv and wearing flashy clothes and getting awards it's just not about that um it's about uh being born to uh communicate the truth that we learn in our lives and share it because this is not an easy place to be this world is a fallen world it's a very hard although i have to remember <laughs> charlie pride singing some folks say that life is rough. I wonder compared to what. <laughs> but it is not easy. This is not an easy world to live in. We have terrible challenges and heartbreaking things happening all the time. And um, I think we need to have the courage to give other people courage. With When we found a way to um, deal with a challenge. Um, right. And and the 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 main message, the main really message to, that I have in my music, and I'm writing a whole a new CD called "For the Black Sheep," is oh wow, some belief in a in something bigger than you, that is conscious, that is completely aware of you at every second, and you are part of it, and it is everything that is, it is all that is. To be to believe that that exists, to believe that that is. It can helps you and gives you. We who write songs, a lot of us say we don't write the songs; we just get to write them down. Isn't that how yeah. you feel, Mary Kay? I, I honestly do. And you know, it's so interesting. You're talking about your work as an independent artist, and that's how I became a fan of you and your music. I heard your independently produced music, and I fell in love with that. I didn't realize that you had a career in Nashville till much, much later. Um, <laughs> Many people did. Isn't that funny? <laughs> What's you that? Know? And Mary, so, Mary Kay is much younger than I am, Lacey. That's <laughs> Mary Kay is much younger than I am, Gary. Uh, she is. And I do. I want to say. I want to say another thing. I also saw you on uh, Circle TV when you were being interviewed when you were in town in the fall, and you looked so beautiful. I just had to say that. I thought, oh. oh, my gosh, your outfit was so cute, and you just looked great. You had a great interview, <laughs> and um, so. Well, you know, woman. I think I'm reeling back from from many uh, A&R meetings. I had friends who worked for the record companies, and they would always say that, the, you know, one of my last really famous producers would say, ah, she's just too old, and she's just not cute enough. And and that happened. To, I mean, I got told that so many times that I think I've I've I really try. <laughs> I do. I really try to look the best I can. <laughs> which, as you get older, it becomes a little more challenging each year. <laughs> just saying. 
But you know what's wonderful? Oh, that new movie with Jane Fonda and uh, uh, Lily Tomlin yes. and all those, all those ladies in their 80s, you know, yes. doing that. That gives you hope, you know. You know that it if does. you could remotely yeah. look like Sally Field, who still looks 12, <laughs> I don't know how you do yeah. that. <laughs> there must be some pill. Uh, I have yes. to I have to call Sally and say how how is Find it that you look twelve? <laughs> but yeah, they all look wonderful. In music, to have longevity in music as a woman, and you know we noticed that you were the only woman that was on the Willie Nelson um, project. And Gary, I know has the song queued up to play. Can you tell us oh. about what it was like? To, I'll tell to be you included? what it was like. I just spoke with a woman who wrote that song yesterday. Her name is Dee Moeller, and I heard another song that she wrote yesterday that brought me to tears. Uh, She is a wonderful writer. She lives there in Nashville, and she'd be a wonderful uh, interview, she and her husband, Wayne Moss. But uh, she wrote that song for Willie years and years and years ago, maybe 40 years ago. Well, Willie Mm -hmm. had just finished making a record. And so he loved the song, so he gave the song to Waylon. And Waylon, of course, did a wonderful job. Waylon, of all the voices ever of, of any of the outlaws, Waylon's was my favorite voice. I just loved to hear him sing. But yeah. he did a wonderful job. But then years later, um, my friend, I have a friend named Indian Tom, uh, who is a, uh, a native person uh who lives in texas who is a he is a an incredible empathetic um, very very deeply spiritual man and uh he said to me he said i want you to hear this song and he played slow moving outlaw for me and i was so i thought it was such a great song because it talks about you know the railroads disappearing and you know, farmland being, being be, you know, uh, used up with industrial parks and housing developments. And, you know, one of the lines that really touched me in the song is she was talking about America. And he said, it's not that I blame them for taking her bounty. I just wish that they'd taken her slow. Because where does a slow-moving, once-quick draw outlaw got to go? And I said, I have to do this song. He says, yes, you have to do this song. You have to do it with Willie. Oh, wow. I didn't, wow. And I didn't know anything about that. And I said, well, I can't just walk up to Willie Nelson, even though, you know, I had opened shows for him for uh, quite a long time and when I was first in the music business. He said, yeah, I, I said, I can't, I don't know Willie. I, I mean, we're, we know each other, but, I'm, you know, I can't just walk up to him and ask him to sing a song. He said, don't worry about it happens to be that Tom was a very good friend of Willie's sister who just passed recently. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that was a that must have been like losing an arm or a leg for Willie because they were very close. And uh she took the song to Willie and she presented it would he do a duet with me on the song and Willie agreed to do so. Wow. And I was wow. so honored. I was so honored. I didn't even know how to be. I mean, I was so honored that, I, first of all, I was going to get to sing this great song with one of my very greatest heroes. I think Willie Nelson is one of the finest people. It is everything about him I respond to. He he has a, a book called The Tao of Willie, which is a very deeply spiritual book. And he's a very mm-hmm. deary, deeply spiritual man. Willie is very deeply spiritual. And... Um, 
so I would, this was a huge honor for me, and I sang it, and then was very honored to be the only woman on his Half Nelson album with, you know, awesome. Jones and Ray Charles yeah. and, and Neil Young and and uh, Carlos Santana and Julio Iglesias and all these amazing artists, and it was also sort of a milestone. I I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know what people have said it to me afterwards, but. A lot of us girls didn't get to do stuff like that. We didn't get to open very – not many of us got to open for the outlaws, for people like right. Merle right. and Willie and Hank Jr. And, uh, you know, a lot of us didn't get to do that. But because I had been signed as an outlaw artist, I did get to do some of that. And that's, so there was a glass amazing. ceiling of a sort that I think at least was part of of breaking through and then – there was a time when women were really at the top of the charts, but sadly, I just found out that women are only uh, – I was doing a radio uh, broadcast with a crazy woman, um, radio, and she told me that only 12% of the music that is on hit country hit radio is uh, recorded by women. Yeah, so we're right back that. where we started. I, you know, we take one yeah. step forward and three steps back, and I think we do that <laughs> with a lot of issues in our country. We take one or two steps forward and then three steps back, and then we have to take another step forward. And, you know, I guess eventually the, it balances. And I hope in my, in my heart of hearts, I believe that we need to balance things in this country. We need to balance and we need to stop fighting the Civil War. That's over. We need to yep. get beyond that stuff. We need to learn. And one of the songs I'm writing is called We've Got to Build Bridges, Not Walls. And another mm. song that I'm writing is Great called title. The Devil by a Different Name. And one of the verses of that song it says, Call me left wing. Call me right. We are split right down the middle in this fight. Divided we fall. That rule don't change. It's just the devil by a different name, boys. The devil by a different name. So we need in this country, our people... We need to come together, and I don't know what it's going to take, and I hope it doesn't take a, a world war or a war with China or a war, a war with Putin or any of these other folks. We need to all learn that we are on this tiny planet, and we have never in thousands upon thousands of years ever learned to get along with one another. We have to learn how to do that. Somebody told me mm-hmm. that they've finally briefed the Congress that uh, there are actually UFO, real UFOs, not the balloons that they've been shooting down, but that there have been actual unidentified flying objects, and they do believe that they are intelligently piloted, and the Congress was uh, briefed on that. So I just wonder, I just wonder if, if the, the little green men up there are saying, you know, we better intervene with these things because these human things are going to kill each other. Getting out, getting out of kill. And they sure have made a kilter. mess of that gorgeous planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's so anyway, come back and know, talk more about some of the. Let's come back and talk more about some of the challenges that we're facing. But right now, let's take a listen to "Slow Moving Outlaw." And oh, this is Lacey yes. J. Dalton and well, Willie Nelson. We'll be back. Here we go.
that once settled the dust Tasted so fine Now tastes the pain And the memories that once blotted out Come back stronger And more clearly With each drink you take And the women Dalton, Willie Nelson, Slow Moving Outlaw, and that is from the CD, Half Nelson, the only female on there with Willie, and quite a deal. You know, Lacey, I, I just had mentioned uh, while we were playing that song that I'm going to have to have you back for like a two-hour show because it's always <laughs> so much fun to talk to you, but there's another topic... Yeah, yeah. There's another topic I want to get to real quickly, and uh, and we're going to have to move on along. But you did a song called "I Can't Breathe," and that uh, is a a song. The sales of that go to the Equal Justice Initiative. We were talking about yes. how much has happened in this country and how we're split on so many different ways. But you know, in Memphis, we just had Tyree Nichols. Uh, that was murdered by the five policemen, uh, George Floyd, two years ago uh, in 2020. Um, tell us about this song and, and oh, there the Equal been Justice so many. There were so many before George Floyd, and oh, yeah. there have been so many since. So many, many more than you see in the news, many more. This stuff, this stuff has got to, we have got to get over this stuff. Uh, that's why I hope that when they come down and they're purple and they have spots and feelers, 
that we're going to say, okay, now, folks, you can't deal with somebody who's tan. Let's see how you deal with somebody who's purple. We You're going to be seeing the purple people beyond. eater or something. Like we got to get beyond the color of skin. I'm sorry. That if yeah. you say you're a Christian and you still have a problem with somebody's skin color, you're uh, not you're not doing you're not doing the thing. Christ's message right. was so simple. It was so simple. You know, love God with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Love yourself. Love your neighbor, and that's the hard part. Love your neighbor yep. as yourself. Your neighbor as yourself, and that is the whole of the law, and all the other laws of life are based upon it. And that's what I came to teach. If you're not doing that, and it's not easy to do, if you're not doing that, and you're still seeing a difference because somebody's skin is a different color, I mean, poverty causes people lack of, uh, you know, uh, resources, and people living in 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 barrios and and ghettos. They're not going to have the same uh, experience as somebody who lives in a nice middle-class neighborhood. That's just not going to be – the experiences are not going to be the same. Those things can be – those are the things that we need to work on. We need to get over judging people by the color of their skin. It's the one thing that I think the human race – and I really hope when the guys – the little green men come, I'm, I just look at everybody and go, okay, you're worried about somebody being a little darker than you? All over the world we worry about that. It's not just in America. Yeah. Yeah. Every country yeah. in the world. The darker you yeah. are, the less opportunity you may have. Not to say everyone, because many spirits are stronger than any of that, and they can overcome many things. But um, we need I – just, I just think, you know, I, I just think, you know, here's the little green guy saying, I come in peace, don't hurt me. And you're looking at him going, ah, he's green. I must be. <laughs> he must be less than He's green. Get over it. Deal with mm. it. Deal with it right now. Love yeah, your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, a, this is a great song, and it's called I Can't Breathe. And uh, tell me about the equal just uh, equal justice initiative. What is that? Well, it's just to make sure that most of the uh, people doing hard time in are many are way overcrowded. We're the most uh, incarcerated country in the world. We have more people in jail yeah. than anywhere else, and the greater part of those people are people of color. Are of color. So yeah. we need to we need to look at that. We need to begin to look at these things that can be better. Things can be better. We can always be better. You know, people say, let's make America great. I think America is great, but I think America can be better. It always can be better. We can be better as people, not without, you know, not without some help, not without believing in something a little bigger than us. I don't think it's very hard for people to pull themselves up with their own bootstraps without a little help. From each other. That's right. And from That's the right. universe. And from the That's universe. Right. So whatever you call all that is. That to me is 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 how we that's how we grow. And this stuff, the thing with uh, George Floyd and all these P Keenan the, the school teacher that was beaten to death calling for his mother and then um, yeah. Yeah. Nichols, the last one, I mean and there were there have been I don't know how many school shootings children at the beginning children of the in year. school. Yeah, children in school are being beaten. Yeah, it's crazy. Or their little babies are shooting people. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. you know we need to find out why we are. I really believe, I really believe a lot of it is because 
people want to belong to something, and we're not giving them the life's blood of, of, a, of a spirituality that is universally available to everyone. We we you cannot put God in a box. God is too yeah. big. So we That's need true. to That's we true. need to open our hearts, and we need to respect everyone's beliefs, and we need to do that and and stop finding ways to be different. We don't have to be different. We can all be part of this wonderful beingness that is this planet and then these beautiful souls who are here. We don't need to be separate to be more than. That's right. That's right. Well, let's take a listen to I Can't Breathe, and we're going to come back and talk more with our friend Lacey J. Dalton today on Live from Nashville. Well, Land of the free I just want to feel safe But I can't breathe No, I've not walked in your boots I could only watch you bleed I can see, I can see your pain Until I can't breathe I can't breathe I can't breathe I can't breathe, brother I can't breathe I was just a kid Taught to believe all created equal. I can't breathe. And I love my town. I have walked these streets. But now I'm afraid. I can't breathe. I can't
very last words that our brother said were I can't breathe. Powerful song, I Can't Breathe, Lacey J. Dalton, and she is our special guest today. Lacey, we, we're going to have to just come back and do another show because we have so stinking much <laughs> we can talk about. Yeah. One I of the miss things, you guys. It's, it's great to hear your voices. Thank you for having well, me Well, thank you. Thank you. One of the things, can't, can't get away from the show with you today without making mention of the Let Em Run Foundation and your work with Mustangs. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can get involved. Well, you know, I know I'm speaking to the choir here, but our I moved up here uh, near the old town of Virginia City, which is high in the mountains above Reno, Nevada. But I live about 6,500 feet. And I moved here because uh, of the wild horses. I, I When I came back from Nashville, I wanted to go back and live in the mountains in California where I'd lived before, but I couldn't afford it. It was a postage stamp uh, with a with a outhouse on it. It was $450,000, and I had to pay both <laughs> the personal tax. Because you're self-employed, you got to pay a state tax and a, and a, and a federal income tax. Yeah. So I couldn't yeah. do that. So I thought, well, where can I be that's close so I can get to my, my old band of 33 years? Well, I was only six hours away up here in the Reno area uh, to get down to to play with those men that I played with for all these years, and uh, and I have a wonderful guitar player up here now and wonderful bass players. I do have a band in both places now, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. back then that was part of the thing. But the reason, one of the reasons I moved here was because. I was up in Virginia City visiting a friend, and a little while herd of wild horses came walking up East Street, which is one of the back streets in town. It's a very small town, and um, I just thought if those horses can be wild and free here, maybe I can too. And I made the there decision right at that moment to move to uh, to this area where we have what is probably, arguably, the largest uh, herd of wild horses on private land. Uh, other than in Indian reservations in the United States. These horses were, uh, most of the horses in Nevada, who, which has more wild horses than any other state, um, are controlled by the Bureau of Land Management. But these right. horses were on an area where they said there had never been wild horses. Well, of course, there had been because horses migrate. So these That's horses right. fell between the cracks, and they are managed by the state of Nevada, which had neither the money nor the manpower nor the will nor the um, uh, desire to really manage them properly. And so the horses were, you know, a danger to themselves. They were on the roads. They were getting hit. They still That still happens a lot. Um, and we need we knew that these horses needed some help. So I formed the Let Em Run Foundation in about 2003 with a friend of mine, and we our whole thing was if we can make these horses, um, if we can f- form a sanctuary, and we can have a place where the public can come and reliably see these animals. Um, you know, it, it, it would be so great for the state of Nevada. It would be such a, a beautiful jewel in the crown of Nevada to have the Wild Horse Sanctuary and the uh, Interpretive Center here. Uh, because we are, after all, the wild horse state, though the state is very <laughs> – they want to call us a bighorn state, okay? They don't – 
the uh, ranchers out here, it, it, well, they decided they hated the horses because they uh, had to, when they uh, leased the lands at a very low cost from the Bureau of Land Management, a herd of wild horses would go through in the spring and eat all their cow's food. So right, it was an right. automatic, uh, an inimical sort of relationship, and there were a lot of abuse and awful things happened. But um, what we like to do at Let Them Run and I just actually wrote a letter to uh, the senators out in Wyoming who want to do horse slaughter and uh, they want to uh, do commercial uh, uh, use of the meat, both domestically right. and overseas. Well, that will never pass because Congress just is not going to go that far against the will of the American people, 88% of which want to preserve the wild horses and 79% of which do not want us to be eating them. You know, a lot of people care about these symbols of our great country. And so, but it is, it's an unwieldy problem. So I wrote this letter to um, the folks out in Wyoming and said, you know, you're right there by Yellowstone Park. And my dear friend who owns the music ranch over in Montana, which is a wonderful venue, his name is Frank Smith, and he's an inventor. And he's just this incredible Canadian man. He's American now, he has dual citizenship. They have a place called Music Ranch Montana where everybody goes and plays music. And it, he has, and, and I have been talking for years about having some kind of a uh, sanctuary near Yellowstone Park because Yellowstone gets 5 million visitors a year. So who wouldn't want to take the kids on a, on a trail ride or a Jeep photo safari and interact with wild horses in a non-invasive way Use compassionate birth control to keep the herd at a, you know, and a lot of people are very much against that. I'm going to tell you, if we don't do something, we're not going to have any left. So I didn't want to take birth control when I was young, but it's a good thing that I did. And uh, this, the birth control now is reversible if it's done properly. If if you don't go, I think you can go six years and then allow the horse to, to have a baby. Otherwise, it does become permanent, like it might with anything. But we are proponents, let them run of birth control, because we know of no other better way to do it. I I don't know if you guys at uh, Mustang Heritage, what your thing, do you um, you guys, are you guys uh, for birth control, or is that something you Well, I think there's several different ways that they need to use it in birth control. Uh, What is it, PZ? And, and uh, some other oh, that's methods. the most popular. The most yeah, popular one but, I know uh, of is PZP, which is reverse reversible. Right, right, right. And and so there's birth control, and uh, and then of course our goal is because there are fifty thousand horses in holding to find a way to have these horses adopted so they go into good homes and can be productive and, and loved members of the family. So that's that's our goal there. Well, but, uh, and you've done a you've done a magnificent job of it, and I really I really applaud your efforts. And I know that we will always have some mustangs around because of the work that uh, you guys are doing. But I would love to also say that a lot of us should get together and support the notion of one sanctuary or two or three um, around some of our national parks, so that the I think that's a great can, idea. So that the horses can be part of the economic, you know, the horse will bring in a lot of a lot of uh, income from tourism. Yeah. And I don't. Well, know, and there's some I locations that are have, like that too. Yeah. 
What's some that? locations that are like there are some locations that are like that. You and I are going to have to get together and just talk off off air about some stuff. Well, you know, I but, really I think if a lot of us got together and the notion of 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 a of a sanctuary that is also a tourism attraction could bring a yeah. lot of um, income into areas that might not have that extra income. I don't think the tourism would bother anybody that's uh, making their living from having people go to Yellowstone Park. Would be that, no complaints me, from anybody. No I don't believe so, except I'm not sure that they have tracts of land. That I know that I wrote in my letter to them, I suggested that the ranchers out there that don't like the horses, that they uh, work with the BLM to get lands from the Bureau of Land Management um, in order to do a project like this so that, you know, those lands um, – it might not be as the contested lands with where the cattle are. They might be. I don't yeah. know the situation out there at all. It's just my suggestion is that if we could find a way to make the horses be a tourism, which they are. I mean, you should see the tour buses coming up to Virginia City. They screech to a halt on the side of the road. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> For the tourists to jump out and take pictures, and everybody loves the wild horses. And that is that 88% of the American public, I have seen higher numbers than that. But we know that 88% of the American public want the wild horses to be uh, protected and maintained. And I think yep. that yep. we have to consider birth control because there are just too many. Just too, too many that's domestic right. horses. Anybody that's breeding horses now and overbreeding, if you would know how many of these horses go to slaughter, I know, because I, you know, that is one of the things that our foundation does is it gives money to rescue horses from those those uh, slaughter situations where they're being trucked from various states, and the states are waving all kinds of A lot of, of them are going into Mexico. Yeah, hmm? yeah. A lot, of, a lot of those horses oh, are sent into Mexico. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. And Canada, and Canada, and Canada. Well, Lacey, you are great to talk with on your website. Give us your website real quickly. It is um, L-A-C-Y, letter J, D-A-L-T-O-N, LaceyJDalton.org. LaceyJDalton. Yeah, go visit that. There's there's great information there. There's also a link to the Let Them Run Foundation, and, and donations are welcome as well. And uh, you are just always... So much fun to talk with and visit with. And uh, next time you're in Nashville, give Mary Kay and I a holler, okay? Because we'd yes, love to please. have we coffee or that. do something. Yeah, we'd love to do that. Well, I'll tell you what, so, we have to make that happen. I don't get out there very often. It's a it's a long way for me to, to come. But um, <laughs> uh, the, every time I've come lately, it has been such a joy. It's just been such a joy to see everybody. I haven't seen Mary Kay my gracious, it must be 10 yeah. years. She's getting yes. prettier than you know, ever, I was, I'll I was, tell you. She's the prettiest thing that ever was. close to you. Yeah, yeah. What did, what well, did come down, sorry, I didn't we'll, hear what you said, Mary. Oh, I was, say, I was just saying that um, we need to get together when we are out in Nevada. That's oh, I didn't you know. know. Did you guys come out? No, but I would love to come out and sing this year. So I'm, my 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 mind was, you know, going through different people that I could call to make that happen. <laughs> well, you know, um, 
in your genre, uh, I know that there's the the big festival in Elko, but I think there are a lot of other um, smaller festivals that people are doing. Um, I would yeah, like she to did do Genoa this, last not, year. Yeah, I'm not entirely yeah. Western, so I'm you know I'm not exactly a cowgirl. Um, although many people think that I am, that isn't really. Uh, I'm a wild horse advocate, and I love horses, and I love to ride. But I'm not, you know, I've never been a cowgirl. I don't know a thing about cows, except that I like them. <laughs> well, whether it's whether it's Nevada or Nashville, we're going to have to get together, and at least two of us will have black coffee, and maybe we can talk very keen some of that. <laughs> she as doesn't well, drink so. black coffee. She has not a line no, on her she face, doesn't. Gary. <laughs> no, not any, not any. Hey, we're going to close out the segment here with uh, a great song from Lacey. It's called Let Them Run, and that's in honor of the Let Them Run Foundation. But, yes. Lacey, thanks for joining us today. You are always such a joy. Oh, it's so much fun to talk to you, and, and I hope to see you guys soon. All right, yes. look forward to it. Right. Let Them Run, Lacey J. Around. Dalton. Thanks. All right, thanks so much. Bye-bye. Right. Adios. Adios. Don't you let the killers take the same 
Let them run, Lacey J. Dalton and Mary Kay Holt. We have show number five under our belt. That was now. a fun one. Fun show. <laughs> uh, gosh, well, I always enjoy visiting with, uh, with Jesse and Noah Bellamy. And uh, we're going to get out and see them at some of their shows in in the area. I look forward to doing that. And then it is always, always so much fun to talk with Lacey J. Dalton. She is just full of information. And as she said, she never speaks her mind about anything. Never. <laughs> never does. Never does. So any comments from you today on the show? You know, I just, every week that we do this, I'm getting more excited about it. You know that I'm nervous to to do a radio show, but I just am really falling in love with hearing the music and getting to interview the artists. It just reminds me how much I love music and how cool it is to visit with with artists that have kind friends. of that Nashville connection. It's good to visit with friends, and, uh, yeah. and that's kind of the kind of the neat thing about it, so... Yeah, if they aren't friends before, they are by the time that they leave, and so that's that is so cool. And it's amazing how many people that we know in common uh, as we visit with folks as well. So, but anyway, it was a fun show today, and uh, and looking forward to next Saturday's show as well. This, let's see, well, this this. I'm not sure we've got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember we had technical problems. Uh, a couple of weeks yes. ago or a week ago on the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And so on the 23rd, this coming Thursday, this next Thursday, we have Andy Hedges that will be joining us. And we will be sharing music from his great new double album, Roll On Cowboys. And uh, and I think that album releases uh, maybe on uh, on Friday. So it's going to be fun talking with Andy Hedges on the Campfire Cafe. And then on Saddle Up America, we always have great guests. But uh, we look forward to having you join us for all of our radio shows on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, Campfire Cafe, and Saddle Up America on Thursdays. And that's at noon Central Standard Time. And then live from Nashville uh, at noon on Saturdays. All those times are central. And uh, you're just, you've got a great new single that's come out. So I'm going to look forward to sharing that with folks in the next week or two on Live from Nashville. You are such a talented performer. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Well, it's been a lot of fun. It is so much fun doing this show with you. And I appreciate you doing that with me. And uh, and sharing your insight as well, uh, coming from the side of a of a songwriter and a performer, it's really a nice addition to this kind of show. So, thank you, my darling. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Aww. Well, we're going to wrap things up today with another great song from Lacey J. Dalton, uh, and I think she mentioned a minute ago that it's been 40 years now for this one. It's called Everybody Makes Mistakes. And we look forward to seeing you next Saturday on Live from Nashville. Thanks for listening.
get broken Steal me blind Money's just a token Stranger than I love Even stranger than you see The honesty I thought we had Was some crazy thing I dreamed Another B-grade movie For life's big silver screen For the king of hearts He always takes the queen Baby. Ooh, baby, everybody makes a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody takes and takes. Take my love, love's for taking. Break my heart My heart's for breaking The strangers that we love Are often strangers and they seem The honesty we talk about Is someone's crazy dream Another B-grade movie Or life's big silver screen For the king of hearts, he always takes the queen. Ooh, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody takes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody takes and takes. Everybody makes mistakes. 